0: Hi everybody and welcome to another edition of It's Everything with me, your hostess BB Sweetbriar I am so excited about our show today because I'm going to be seeking two, two legendary persons in the world of entertainment Uh, Later on in the program I'll have on the show two time Grammy nominated uh, producer, a remixer, DJ and just uber talented The one and only Tony Moran will be with me as he talks about his latest release, which is a double album, two CD, however you want to call that these days, um, called Mood Swings. And uh, I can't wait to talk to him about um, the creation of the album, as well as um, listen in on a couple of songs from the selection. So you'll definitely be in for a treat for that. But first up... I I can't even believe that I'm going to be speaking with uh, the legendary actress who we are all so familiar with from the late 70s, early 80s show WKRP Cincinnati. I'm going to be speaking with and you're going to be listening to the one and only Lonnie Anderson. And I think we have Lonnie on the phone right now.
1: It's Lonnie Anderson.
0: I can't believe that I am actually speaking to WKRP Cincinnati's Jennifer Marlowe. I just cannot believe it. (laughs) I mean, I've lived a long time for this moment.
1: (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm very flattered. Thanks so much.
0: I'm sure you still get that, uh, you know, after... You know, it's in high syndication, so everyone should still be familiar with the role and with the TV show, but, I mean, you haven't changed a bit.
1: (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. You know, I never get tired of talking about it or hearing about it, because since it was the beginning, you always have a special place in your heart, like your first kiss.
0: Yeah, yeah, but but it is amazing to me, because every time I, you know, see pictures of you, um, you know, at events or showing up somewhere, and I'm thinking where has time time has not gone anywhere with you it's like it's like it stood still with you you look amazing
1: well thank you and i want to tell you that it's a lot of hard work
0: <laughs> well that's good and and it's good for for people to know that you know people to know that well
1: you no know, it's true you can't possibly uh, continue to kind of look the same Without uh, effort,
0: right? You know that That's, your your day starts off. I'm sure you know. You know, number one, eating healthy. You know, a little fitness going on out there and staying active. And you definitely stay active.
1: Yeah, and you know, it's all that it, everybody thinks there's some easy way, but there's no easy way. No, you know, it's, you,
0: uh, no. You you got to you yeah, gotta put
1: yeah. You got to put in the, in the
0: work. You know, just oh, kinda,
1: the eating right and the dieting. How boring. Well,
0: but and it's it really kind of the same just, thing, though, with your craft. I mean, you know, you've been you know, acting, you know, for for a long period of time and, and have had appearances on so many different sitcoms and, and, and in films over over the years. And you know, again, that's that takes effort. You know, people I sometimes I wonder when we look at some of the uh, the, the, the younger generation, the millennials out there who um, sometimes take for granted some of the things that have kind of been handed to them, if you know what I mean. And, pretty- um, and, and and forget about how all the hard work uh, where uh, actors such as yourself have put in to make it even easier for those who are coming up behind them, you know?
1: Yeah. It's a different climate out there for um, what all of these younger people, you, you know, if their phone is, if they could do a whole film about themselves.
0: Right. 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 And- and, every, and, and, but those changes have been a little bit beneficial for you because now you've got a new series.
1: <laughs> I, you know, this is so fun that I'm like with it, and yeah. uh, I'm <laughs> the grandma, and I'm like in this new thing that never even existed when I started. I know. It, so. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kind of like uh, going along with it, and and uh, my granddaughter's like. Great, Grandma. You know
0: that's just wonderful. I know, right? <laughs> and just kind of need to kind of see her, see you. You know, back in the fold of things. You know, uh, and it's kind of probably really exciting to see that because you know she she wasn't around during they all the early watch part. Everything
1: on their gadgets. You know, they yeah. Just, they're connected to their gadgets.
0: Yeah. Now, of course, we're talking about the new Telefilms um, series, "My Sister Is So Gay," in which you play. You play a mom. You play the mom I play a mom. But, you know,
1: I get a lot of scripts for moms and grandmas because that's where I am in life. And so uh, uh, I don't know if people think moms and grandmas are just kind of boring, but they're kind of everyday, steady, steadfast, you know, and, and that's very nice. And I really like being that in my real life. But in my pretend life, I would like to be outrageous, and so this one came along and said outrageous, and I couldn't wait to do it.
0: Yeah, um, well, and and, you, and uh, it's a it's a comedy, a comedy, a comedy. Um, and and you, and you have yes. two grown children in this show, one being a gay male, and right? and then your daughter um, who moves and it in. Emerges, with, yes. yeah, yeah, go ahead. You yes. you tell me what the story is all about.
1: Emerging lesbian and, and really isn't uh, quite aware of. Uh, her place in the world yet,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: um, I am a totally interfering mom. But I love my kids. I'm totally, I approve of them. I love them. However, I do carry in my purse an ice bucket and making for a martini <laughs> so that i am perpetually tipsy
0: <laughs> now is that the real secret of staying young
1: Only, <laughs> <laughs> um and so uh i of course in the promiscuous mini skirted plunging neckline I, I i wear a lot of animal prints terry ray said to me that's the young man who plays my son who wrote the script uh, you just have a whole little zoo fantasy going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, but um, she just is completely in their lives interfering, but uh, it's all out of love.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and that gives you a chance to play. You know what I mean? It gives you the chance to play because I think in, deep down, I think we all want a mother or a grandmother like that. We really do. Yeah. Because it yeah. adds to... So much more gives gives our lives so much more character. And time, I'm sure, when your on-screen son brings his um, on-screen boyfriend over, that you know that you you just you just add so much good fuel to the fire. You know what
1: I mean? So hilarity ensues. Like yeah. We say. It's just, um, uh, a great situation. And of course, Terry Ray. It was a student, and so Wendy also mm-hmm. of uh. Charles Nelson Riley, who's been a friend of mine since 1980. And uh, so we all had this mutual love of Charles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, so when Terry and, Terry and I did a, a Mullets episode, it was a series I did called The Mullets. And uh, we've always talked about him. And so when he came to me with this script, um, and just in memory of Charles, but it didn't matter, I said, whether you're doing this in your garage or your backyard or wherever you're doing this, I want to be part of
0: it. Wow.
1: it's that funny. Yeah,
0: and that's sometimes good. Sometimes it's
1: not about the, um, the money, the prestige, the where it's going to air. It's not about that. It's about doing something you really believe in and you're having a good time with wonderful people.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, you just have to jump in. It reminds me of the old days when I put on shows in my garage.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, Telefilms definitely has a mission with you know putting um, on sh- movies and television series uh, that are definitely are for strong women roles because you know that is something that's definitely lacking in what we consider to be mainstream television or mainstream films. And, oh, you know, I they're see. dedicated to that. And, and this is just one indication. You're definitely a strong mom in this. And then you've got a, a daughter who who plays a big role in the, in the script. So, I mean, in the in the show. So um, definitely being a part of this has to be somewhat inspiring just because their emphasis is on, on women's stories.
1: Yes, and, and we're not seeing that. I mean, we know that, you know, 10 to 15 men are cast for one role for women. You know, mm-hmm.
2: there's
1: a, it's just... Um, We've always been fighting the fight, women, mm-hmm. to, uh, to have equal opportunity in this business and all over the place.
0: Well, and and you, you know, and again, you were talking about times of change and in, in how, you know, even how we watch television. You know, I like just said there's so many. Uh, I, I I don't even watch television on, on a main network. You know, we all no, are on the internet no destination watching
1: television for your family. Yeah, yeah. Well, at nine o'clock, our show comes on, and uh, we all have to be gathered around the TV uh no, it just that isn't happening,
0: yeah, yeah I mean yeah we can watch we can watch this my sister is so gay at any time on you know telofilmscom we 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 don't have to sit there at it could be ten o'clock in the morning six p.m at night it doesn't really matter which so be we have your
1: coffee yeah. be in the somewhere right.
0: <laughs> So, we watch it so much differently, but even with that, we've we've got I don't know, I think times have changed a lot, and I think we do see some things changing for women in television and films. and and you know i was I was gonna ask you, you know, when you would start talking about how this role kind of came into you know in your lap, were you even looking at trying to at the time? of you know, getting your feet back into the game just because things have changed, you know, a little bit? Well, you know, I'm always
1: looking and I'm spoiled because I had wonderful writers and producers and directors and castmates and and opportunities to play such incredible women along the way. And in your career you think I never want to stop working, so I do stuff on stage and I I speak around the country on different issues that are close to my heart and um, so I, I stay active in the business, and then um, I played the mom on Baby Daddy last year.
2: Uh-huh. You
1: know, There's always something that just kind of comes up and is fun to do. And um, uh, otherwise, the stuff that I get isn't worth leaving the house. I I hate to say that, but mm-hmm. it's just not. Mm-hmm. And and it is because I'm spoiled. Mm-hmm. I want to do good stuff.
0: Yeah. And yeah.
1: I don't like peter out or, or just water down what I think has been a career where I have nothing left to prove, and I just want to do it because I like it.
0: Well, you know, back in the day, I remember reading somewhere where um, when you were uh, offered the role to play Jennifer Marlowe that... Either the you know one of the writers had, had, had kind of characterized you as the body of James Mansfield and the innocence of Marilyn Monroe, which I mean is a total compliment. You know, definitely
1: a total uh, compliment. Total. But um, I said, you know, let, can she be more than that? Yeah,
0: that's where Let's I was. Make it, her the
1: smartest person in the room.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, I mean, she was. <laughs> okay, <laughs>
1: that is exactly where I wanted to go because I was newly blonde. And uh, had been taken seriously as a brunette actress before that, and didn't want. Um, I thought it, 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 we were very innovative at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, at, at times have changed there too. But uh, in the time uh, in 1978, there weren't a lot of glamorous, uh, smart people mm-hmm.
2: on TV.
1: And so this was a, a nice, innovative moment for me, and and uh, I got to to be more of a role model for,
0: for yes. girls. Yeah, I think you definitely were, and um, I, I think many uh, young ladies that were, you know, in uh, similar career positions, definitely had a had a had a stand up and change a part of how they should be respected, exactly. and all of that. I do, I strongly believe that you definitely changed I, the I office dynamics of, uh, of America. back then. Right, and
1: take it over, be the boss. Right, um, you did. <laughs> you I did a lot of. Women who were named Jennifer, like during the WKRP era, so you know there's a whole grown-up population, and they say my name is Jennifer or my name is Lonnie. And I think is that the most exciting thing that ever could happen to a person is that uh, people would be so inspired by a character that
0: they, they would want their-, their dog have yeah. that name. That I legacy. think that's wonderful. If forever live. And I've always wanted to ask you because I know that during the time that Delta Burke um, had left. Designing uh, women that your name had kind of come up in the fold to be the replacement character. Oh, isn't that
1: flattering because nobody did, did it better than Delta. I mean, there was yeah. no way—just perfection. But uh, flattered to even uh, even be considered, and I I loved uh, Linda Bloodworth and, and uh, Harry Thomason. So it was, you know, it all it, at that. I think in earlier television, when we were just the big three networks, um, it was a smaller community, obviously, Mm -hmm. and uh, so more incestuous. And uh, we all knew one another, and and kind of everybody traded off. Mm -hmm. And uh, now it's just a, I don't know. I don't even know how you get to know somebody in your community.
0: Yeah, that's true. That is so true. Um, Well, getting back to your current series with yep. My Sister is So Gay. How how many episodes are currently set for, I guess we can call well, this the season one? there are six, one. Uh,
1: six on that are premiering now, mm-hmm. and uh, hopefully we will go forward with them. And I guarantee if you check them out, you'll laugh out loud.
0: Oh, I'm sure. Because laughing
1: out loud is like the most healthy thing you can do for yourself. It extends your life every time you do it. And uh, so that's what I like about this show, is that you can really... You know, a lot of things are, are not they're kind of groanable. I don't you know, I'm maybe speaking out of turn, but I like it when they're really laugh out loud.
0: Yeah. Well and in I the trailer is, is hilarious and you know, we definitely get a look at your 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 character and in the strength of mom meddling definitely in the trailer. <laughs> So, uh, and I like your your print, your animal print. I think animal print is very sexy. So that's definitely why. That's why you're wearing it. <laughs> that's why I'm wearing it. <laughs> right. That's why you know you're the new safari. You know you're wearing all yeah, of maybe that. Yeah, I
1: start a whole clothing line. For really?
0: You now. What's your character's Just Animal print. What's yeah. your ca- character's name?
1: Francis,
0: Francis, yes, yeah. okay, and yes, that that fits it, that's, it as well. As well. well, do you see yourself doing? I mean, this has been so fun. It sounds like for you making making the episode seem to be so fun for you. I mean, I, I'm hearing so much energy in you talking about this. I mean, uh, I mean, is Lonnie Anderson like on um, on the way to a, a whole new horizon? Has his career now? Has your I career now? Hope so
1: I'm I'm looking for that fabulous retirement career, where, um, <laughs> you know, the epitome, of course, is always the golden girls, but uh, where you just get to be the feistiest old broad uh, that you can possibly be. I'm ready.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, I, I I, am so tickle pink to... To have you back on whatever tube you want to call it, if you want to call it the screen on your computer, on your iPhone, or whatever, I think you know it, it's great to have you back and in the forefront.
1: Thank you so much.
0: You know, and and before I let you go, I do you know have to ask because you know, we just lost Mary Tyler Moore, and I know um,
1: it's my boss. You know,
0: yeah, and that's what I was going to say. And I know that you. You know, you worked with her, knew her well, and it it was such a shock. You know, I'm sure it's a big loss to so many people, and and particularly those who knew her well and worked with her, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on when you received the news.
1: Well, um, she hadn't been well for Mm -hmm. a long time, and um, I, I, I was so saddened because I thought of the beginning of my career was being an MTM show, and that... Mary was personally there, and we we shot our show, WKRP, on the stage that the Mary Tyler Moore Show was on. Mm-hmm. So every day you looked at that plaque when you went in that said, you know, that uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show had been there. And my boss was Grant Tinker at the time, and it was a real family, the MTM family. And um, Mary would come to our wrap parties and And uh, I remember the first time, uh, Gordon Jump, who played the big guy, we went to the affiliate banquet where you meet all the affiliates. Yeah. And Mary came to the room and waved us at us. And we both turned around and looked behind us like, who is she waving at? (laughs) 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 And it was us. And we were like, oh, my God, our lives are made. But uh, um, she was a delightful and talented and beautiful woman.
0: And funny. And so funny. And funny. And, and she was so funny. She was just so funny. And another one who paved, you know, the way to women in television exactly. and film. And, you know, being in charge and owning a, a production company. All of those things, you know. Which, everything
1: to admire. There was everything to
0: admire. Right. You know, and I, I, I even think um, Oprah has said that Mary Tyler Moore was her role model. It was, you know. And look at Oprah now, you know. <laughs> it's like, look at Oprah. Yeah, yeah you know. So,
1: independent woman who is in charge of herself and and making a career and right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And,
0: well, Lonnie, and I, the boss, I re-
1: the boss of a whole production company.
0: There you go. I think that's your next step. That's your next step. Yeah, that's the next <laughs> step. <laughs> Well, Lonnie, it's been such a pleasure to to speak with you, and thank you so much for taking the time to talk about uh, My Sister is So Gay on Telefilms, in which everyone out there can get it on telefilms.com, and tune in, you know, and we look for for so much more coming from you. Thank you. You're very welcome, Welcome and have a good one, okay? Thanks, Lonnie, for being on the show uh, here at It's Everything, and I wish you the best with her new cello Films series, My Sister Is So Gay. And we're going to take a quick break. And when we return, we'll be right back with the legendary Tony Moran.
1: You're listening to the Progressive Voices channel on TuneIn. Please help us grow. Tell your friends to tune in to Progressive Voices. Find out more at ProgressiveVoices.com. Babe, I think we're ready. We're really doing this.
3: Yeah, I'm ready for our family.
0: Welcome back everybody, and if you just joined us here on It's Everything, we previously were speaking with Lonnie Anderson, of course, we all love and know from WKRP Cincinnati, has a new series out on Telefilms.com called My Sister's So Gay, and so you've got to tune in on that as soon as you can. But I am currently, or soon to be, joined by a legendary producer, music producer, two-time Grammy-nominated Tony Moran, who has a brand-new um, double CD offering out there for you called Mood Swings. And so we're going to talk to him about that. Tony, are you there? Hey, sweetie. How are you doing? Fine. How are you? And Mood Swings is kind of, this is that's your your latest baby and a big baby it is. Um, now did you get a copy
4: of it sent to you? Did yeah, you have
0: it? I would love my own personal copy. But um, this is your big baby. I mean there there's what twenty eight tracks on this double It's
4: like it, it is like yeah, it's it's all of me and it's because I don't I want to be able just to fully express myself, Mm and I didn't want to confine myself to what people just like. Of course, you know, when it's on iTunes or whatever, you have the options of what it is, the songs that you like, that you want to pick, but I wanted to just, for those people who may want to know, few or many, to let them know that there's more to me than I've had like 30 years worth of producing, and I've produced the london symphony orchestra and i produced you know like number one bat number one ballads top top 10 ballads for the cover girls and you know and i produced the fat boys you know and i just wanted to be able uh, you know and, and run dmc so i've just gone through so many cycles and so many educations in life and i just wanted to be able to tell all my stories in the way that i feel like telling the story and i think that uh you know, and I still give people those dance um, anthems that they know that I love to write. Because, um, I can't help it. It's that woman <laughs> with the... It's the woman in me, you know what I mean? that got to tell that story. Well, and,
0: <laughs> and this with, with both of, you know, you've got the feel side, which are... Right. You know, you, you mentioned the ballads that, um, you know, you've written and had some success with. And, and this is the feel side is that i mean it's it's all those pop um uh you know in it in, infused types of songs that the lyrics are powerful and we get all that from the song you know what i mean and and, and then you match those songs up with the with the roster of vocalists that you have on them including yourself um, Thank you, <laughs> and and you know you, you just got this magic on it. As I was listening to you know all the songs on there, you know, and I'm a huge fan of Kimberly Davis, and and in, in hearing her, and then you know hearing you because you you just now put out this new video with your yes. song "Nothing Is Said." And and I think people. Frequently- I was
4: kind nervous about it. What did you think? You can oh, be honest. Oh, you, tell-
0: you, honey, you taking off your clothes in a pool is never. <laughs> <laughs> it's never something that you have to be worried about. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, he is not going to be doing this, and I'm just, but because it says so much. I mean, you you've been doing this for 30 years. You're in great shape. You look good. You sound good. And it's just a testament of for a lot of people who, who have, you know, put in 30 years of work and always concerned about how they look, how they feel, how people perceive them. And I think it was a positive thing for you to actually do that towards, you know, the end of the song in the video. And I think it said a lot and it made, and it makes people in my age and your age feel good about ourselves.
4: You know, to be honest, nobody could have hit it better. I I couldn't even have explained it better myself. As I was making, of course, you know, any kind of change that you want to make or, you know, any kind of message that you want to put out there, people feel like there's always some kind of alternate agenda. Mm -hmm. And I wanted just to say how good I feel, and how, you know, and, and the song is nothing is said, and it really just, I can say it to an audience, basically means that, you know, our, our bond is so great, that, um, that you don't even need to speak, you know what I mean, I, I can, I just feel it yeah, from I you, think, and. I think one of the lyric
0: lines is something about, um, all that I have said doesn't t- tell you everything about how right. I feel about you. You know what I mean? Even though I said everything, it really doesn't say everything that I, you know, how I feel about you. And I think that that says it right there. You know, it says it right well, there. Well, thank you. And I also think people needed to, getting back to, like you said, you've done, you've been on every part of the music spectrum from, you know, producing on that side and writing on that side, developing artists on that side, and then being an actual artist singer, a vocalist, people forget about that from your early days.
3: Me. With every day that breaks, I'm amazed to say, you've touched me even more. My... G-R-E-C-A-R-E dot com. Allegra Home Care. Serving your community.
0: Welcome back, and if you just joined us, welcome. We are here on It's Everything with me, your host of CBC Fire, and we've been speaking with two-time Grammy-nominated uh, DJ, producer, remixer, you name it. He's done it on the music business, Tony Moran, and... I've, you know, I've had the fortune of having interviewed many people you've worked with, you know, Jason Walker recently, um, Debbie Holliday, Martha Wash. all of them have been on my radio show. And, um, you know, one thing that they say with work, all of them have said about working with you is that you give the best input and direction as a producer to a vocalist. And and that's not always the case. You know what I mean? That's not always the case. And that comes from the fact that you are also a singer, I think, and that you know what you hear and what you you know what I mean. You you know what the vocal can do, and you pull that out of your vocalist.
4: Well, thank you, thank you. It's a, it's a great honor to hear that from them. I mean. I, again, because I, 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 that is, to me, I could, you know, to me, all the beats in the world don't mean a thing as a producer if, if you can't make the artist convey the message. Mm -hmm. So to me, it's the art, and the art is in being able to then create a temple for that vocalist, and that temple is, that temple is, is built in a, as a dance song, as an anthem, with great beats and great rhythms, but, that's why, so many artists, have hired me to produce them, so many, like, you know, I love work, working with Christine, and, you know, Gloria Stefan, and even when I worked with, when I produce
2: Cher, you know, it's like, they want me to make them sing, as best they can, for the track that they're singing,
4: you know what I mean, and then, and then, and then, and then, their confidence is just, leave it with me, and, it's. It's been so amazing, and then people just jump in, and, you know, we could go on and on, I mean, I just, you know what, I'm just so, I'm so grateful, I just gotta say. But
0: as we go, as you go on in, in, in doing what you do, and, I mean, and it's, like you said, you've been doing this for 30 years, but not only doing this for 30 years, but maintaining a level of, of, I don't want to use the word superiority, but a level that's at the top of the game. For that length of time which is difficult to do particularly in music when you know music trends change, you know how people want to hear their music change, how they receive it changes and you've still been able to be that guy at, you know at the top of the game. are you going to continue as we continue to go on in, in, in this career for you to also make and have find the time, to not only be the the one putting it out there on the dance floor and, and seeing the response firsthand, as well as getting back in the studios and putting these collections like this together and producing, that's got to, you know, wear on you at some point in time. Well, this was, you know, to do the, an album like I did, it was like three or four
4: years in the making, and... Um, Many of the artists that you, you, you may see on there, like, you know, whether it's Nikki Richards while she's on a Madonna tour or, or you know, uh, you know, or the, to me, I had the thought of the album when I was working with Martha on, on Free People. Yeah. And then, I, you know, I just, I knew I could do it. And I um you know i'm not a great organizer i'm not a one-man show i am a one-man show to finish this album other people came on board with me uh uh to help me just make sure i can arrange my scheduling because i just would tell each artist i'll fly to where you're at Mm -hmm. because i don't i don't ghost produce i mean i write these songs with great songwriters or by myself and I have to record the artist. There's no, there's no way around it for me. So even if I'm doing a track where somebody's just talking, (laughs) I gotta be there. I just gotta be there because I just
0: you know. No, I've heard, I heard that from you know because I know a lot of times Debbie Holliday does her own recording and sends the tracks in. I know that, but, Ah. you know, I know she, (laughs) you want to, you want to be, you know, I got to, I got to, I got to be there. I got to see it. I got to do it. I got to feel it. I got to, I got to help instruct it. I (laughs) got, I got to do all that. And, um, but I've heard that, you know, Jason even expressed that as well. He said, you know, oh, you know, no, no, Tony got to, Tony there. Tony's in there. This is, this is, you know, he, he's got his hands on all of it. So that's really good to know. (laughs)
4: Yeah. I'm so glad that you're you're giving me a chance to, to talk about it because this this is a, you know in, in all of these great accomplishments that have occurred, you know many times I have changed because you know even I, even though I was evolving, like you know when I was doing freestyle songs like Show Me by the Cover Girls that had sold millions of records, you know a lot of those sounds like faded away or they went mm-hmm. out of style, and you know how when. When the sound goes out of style and the producer associated to it or the artists that are associated to it go out of style, and I'm just like, well, I ain't going out like that. I'm just going to keep trying and continue to find myself, and and I will invest in myself, in my own self, to, to learn, to try things out. And if people say they don't like that, they don't think that it yet, and then... And then again, you know, them songs happen on their own and they, whether I've, I've released them myself or, you know, or, or someone's heard my remix and a remix that I was just doing and then said, yo, I'll, I'll pay you for that. And then, then, you know, like, then then you have people like Gloria on calling you directly or yeah. Michael Jackson for that matter. Well, I think
0: we've talked before and I think one of the things we, we had talked about was the fact because you play and travel all over the world that... It gives you the opportunity also to listen to the, to the music of the world. It's changed my
2: style, absolutely. Yeah, I'm affected
0: by my songs. Yeah, and I think that's great because you have that to tap into all the time. You know, as you said, as things change, you've got this library of sounds in your head from all over the world. That, you know, places that you've played and you've been able to tap into that culture's music or whatever, and you just pull upon that. It's like, okay, I need to I need to throw a little bit of this in there. I need to put a little of that in there. And that's why I think it's, it's so, it, it seems like you're, you're timeless and, and you just go, you go through the, that, those changes fairly easy because you've got this library of sounds that you've heard all over the world, all over this time. You know what I mean?
4: Well, thank you. I do listen. Can't help it, but just I love watching new things and different things and and experience experiencing things, experiencing things that are associated with sound, art, culture, all of that thing. That doesn't mean I know how to. I'm not exactly the best dresser, you know. I'm like a combs person, (laughs) you know what I mean? Um, But um, but I, I. I really do feel like I have evolved, and, and the the person that I need to compete with in at this at this stage of my life is myself and my own my own goals. Yeah. you know, and, and, and I think that allows me to just focus on the things that are working to make me a being a better person, at being a being a better a better artist, a better writer, a better collaborator. Um, you know, as it, you know, as the industry itself, you know. Unfortunately, it does not fully, you know. D, of course, DJing is a, is a is a great thing to do, and I really do. It does keep me young. It's like for me, DJing is like is putting on is like putting on skin lotion. You know, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. it keeps me young. It, it's like it, it moisturizes my soul, and uh, and I and um, really am just hoping that you know audiences that also love other. You know, other kinds of music because, you know, somebody who loves a Tony Moran, Deborah Cox song or Kimberly Davis song is going to also maybe love, you know, also loves Adele, or other artists, or Erica Badu, and maybe on that other side of the album, they would be like, wow, I just like this because I like, I like it, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, and, and I, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to them, or even scroll to them, you know, to give to give it a chance, and thank you very much for that.
0: Well, and this particular mooch Mood Twings, you've already had two releases from um the, um, collection that have already gone number one on billboards and that's of course on, on the, uh, on the, on the move side, on the move side with, uh, say happy and say yes. Both of those went number uh, one on billboards. Uh, and-, and, and sort
4: of three people. Oh, so did three uh,
0: people, that's right. I forgot about uh, Martha. Martha, uh-huh. so three of those already and now you've got, um, uh, your your latest one that just kind of uh, broke out on the charts, um, yeah, was that- it's
4: called like, it's called "Lick Me Up," uh-huh. and
0: it, I, I did it as a fun song without all the high st- 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 stress of what makes us, you know, what makes a song into number one, because
4: um. Because uh, and and I love the song, I love the track, and you know all the and that one came together really quickly because um because a lot of a lot of other DJs just like heard me play it and they're like yo man I want to remix that Mm -hmm. so like Tom Tom Stefan and all these people and you know I was able to do a fun video with Jana and I was like come on let's put it out because I'm I don't you know I don't need to have these all straight number ones or even if it does you know thank the Lord every time.
3: Take me, take me higher Take me, take me, take me higher
5: people say San Francisco really needs right now because the city has been changing a lot. I always had this attitude of, of opening a space that was kind of like for everybody and that's just kind of the attitude and the, the, uh, the ethics of Oasis is it's kind of a space for everybody. How does it feel to be a business owner? I don't know, you know, it's funny because I, I still have to kind of pinch myself to believe it's actually true, you know what I mean? Like I walk in there and And I go up to the bar and I go, oh, can I please send a glass of water? You know, it's kind of like, I forget that it's my place. Running gay clubs, it's changed a lot. Um, I think that uh, gay people now, they're everywhere. They don't feel like they have to maybe be in a gay bar all the time. So you have to be much more creative about how you are enticing people to come out to your club. I, I guess I'm successful because I'll just say it. I work really hard at what I do. I also like to provide a really quality experience for people. So, yes, you know, people will pay to see my shows and pay to come to my club, but I always try to like to give them something that's worth it. The experience that they'll, they'll leave my shows going, okay, that was worth it. You know what I mean? This I always in my attitude, um, just to entertain people. And so it seems like that works, you know. I would say to young kids, you know, just kind of form your own identity. And, uh, and you know, don't let others dictate how you should behave or think Uh, you can always go to uh, sfoasis.com to find out about all the entertainment and nightlife that we have going on at Oasis if you want to see drag we've got that for you if you want to see some queer hip-hop parties or queer dance parties we have that for you spotlight on success and achievement brought to you by Wells
3: Fargo together we'll go far
0: welcome back everybody to it's everything with me B.B. Sweetbriar we're talking to Tony uh, Moran, um, two-time Grammy-nominated producer, um, and we're talking to him about his uh, latest two-CD uh, collection called Mood Swing. And, and Tony, on on this CD, you've got some great some great vocalists like Nikki on here, Nikki Richards and Martha, and then you know Jeanne, and then um, you, you've got so many, and then the guys that you have. On there, like um, uh Matt Matt oh, God, I love Matt. I love Matt. You know, I, I think this is a great collaboration with you guys on on the song um, that you did with him. And, yeah, fairy sales, and, Yeah, and, and I, have, I, you, I, on this piece, on this, on this mood swings. I mean, it just, it just, it just is a perfect fit. A perfect fit.
4: Well, thank, thank you now, so your much. Your
0: favorite it's, song that I hear on this is actually one that you do with Ryan Shaw. Um, yeah, start again tonight. I hear that's your favorite. Why, why is that?
4: You know, because it is a, a well as a songwriter, you know, from a past experience having written that song, and it's um, just trying kind to, of, you know, let's just let's just, let's just let's just let's just try it again. Let's just, you know, things happen. Um, and when I produced the song originally and I, I wrote it with Ryan, um, you know, I had put in like, you know, you know just, it was sounding like, it started to sound like a Whitney Houston song, like, you know, like big, big ballad and all of this. I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That's not the message.
2: Mm-hmm. Why
4: don't we just use two instruments? Why don't we just use a piano and a string and just, and it was live piano. And I was like, and you're going to sing this Ryan and you know, in one or two takes, and and we're gonna practice it, and we're gonna rehearse it, and you know, the song came out. You know, it's, it's you know, the, the less is more. I if I was able to prove to myself that I can achieve the same goal with less as a as putting, you know, the bells and whistles, which I'm also really good at doing. You know, I I didn't have to, you know, and and that was I was the, the most, I guess, um, the most naked about how I feel as a producer, because I could just, I could say, yes, I could, I believe that it's just,
0: that in that
4: simple of a production that it would, that the song would carry.
0: And his vocals are so, um, there's a rawness to it, particularly, um, when I was listening to the song in, in the higher registers, it just, it, it, I could just feel it, I could feel all the emotion in it, and you... You you lose sometimes some of that when you get a little a lot more production to it. You know, a lot more bells and whistles. That that sound kind of takes over. You know, the grit that you needed to hear. You know, I needed to hear that grit right there. I needed to hear it. Yeah. And yeah, that's
4: really the you kind the, the the true essence of the performance is uh, is is made available to you when you don't when you're not when you don't have a lot of other things going on in it. Mm-hmm. So I. Well, say thank you for sharing Mark.
0: You have so many sides to you as far as a musician and um, you know, producer. So many sides and we are you know, so much attuned to you being the dance music master that you are. That I mean that's what we have. We know that, but I am so glad to get these fourteen tracks that are, you know, ballads primarily mid tempo Stuff because wow, it was it was really good to hear. It was so good to let that play. <laughs> and uh, that is, And for me to hear, it, I can't see where this is not going. I mean, getting on the vocalist that you have convey the song so well. I mean, they are to me radio ready. I mean, they play ballads on you know they play ballads on the radio. Shut off, you know. Um... All right. You know, I could can you imagine having Tony Moran's name on an adult contemporary chart? (laughs) 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 Come on now. Come on. That's that's the mission right there. (laughs) Let's get him on let's get him somewhere where people are like, What? I know Tony, but I know him with all this stuff. No, that would be that would be amazing. That would be so amazing. But this this is really such a great you know, double collection, and um, you know, I, 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 oh, this is gonna last for a, while, a long time for you. This is gonna, this is, there's wow. so much here. There's so much here. Well,
4: I, you know, when when I started um, sharing the ideas with you know with the with the with the group of my friends that are in the business, um, you know, at first. You know, I said I have a concept, you know, and I haven't done this in a long time. And if I didn't get your opinion, I kind of did a roundtable of expressing because I am going to be spending my own money on, on doing it. and But you know what? If you want to do something, it's like if you want to redo your kitchen, it's your kitchen. You know what I mean? And you want to make it so it's perfect every when you go in there and it has what you need or, you know, and I, I'm working I'm to myself regardless to do, to be able to e- express and exhibit what it is that I felt throughout this entire album. And uh, so uh, I had this me- meeting to tell people, these are my thoughts, these are what I'm doing, what do you think? And uh, the graphics person said, moose wings? That sounds like a bipolar disorder. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, well. And so then, you know, so then, because, you know, in the beginning, it's like, so you want to make a full double CD set, and you want to do a full packaging, like a like 15-page insert, and it's like, people just don't buy that anymore. I, I don't care. Mm-hmm. I don't care if only a 1,000 people buy it. Mm-hmm. I really I, I, or if a 100,000 people buy it. I want it to be that album that people normally used to put where I used to put my Donna Summer album or my Carol King album or, you know, I want to be that CD place. And if not, you know, you can, you know, download it on iTunes, but I wanted to have a place where I could respectfully, because I am so honored and so grateful to be put credits to everyone that I was on the project inside that booklet, you know, and, um, and to show that there was an, an, the whole, you know, there was a, a design that, that, you know, of course kept unveiling itself because with every song, new ideas opened up and working with new different songwriters, like uh, the guy that I wrote uh, the Kimberly Davis song with and uh, uh, My, My Fire, um, uh, that's going to be with Nar Rogers now, and Say Yes, we're with a new songwriter. Um, his name is Mike Greenlee, and, you know, it just worked. You know, yeah. this thing worked, and and uh, and you know he got his first—that was his first number one song. So it just things kept unveiling, and they kept helping me to. They 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 then they helped me do the administrative work, and then I got a manager to go help me actually put make this into production and look at what the things are and my graphics and Phil McKenna did such a great job of making it look classic. I mean, I don't care if I look at it a hundred years from now, I just know that, man, is cool. Yeah. You know, it's young. Know,
0: well, and I think people who really love music, like, like I miss the days. I miss the days of albums and, and having, you know, the liner notes, you know, when you pull it out and all of that. And I miss the days of CDs when you could have more liner notes, you know, because it could be a thicker, a thicker thing. <laughs> I miss all of that because I'm one of those those people who would read it, like really read it, and I get all what? the information like like you said, who did what? Oh my gosh, you worked with this person, you know you know you people who are aficionados of music really do appreciate that and and they will appreciate all that that you put into it to put out um for us to to marvel over it, because that's what we do, we marvel over it and be able to pull it out, as you're playing it, and, and, and tell somebody, look, see, look here, this is so and so, hear that riff right there, guess who's playing that, you know, <laughs> it's like those uh-huh. types of things, you know, and, um, uh-huh. um, I, I applaud you for at least doing that with this, because it's one of those collections, where it deserves that type of attention. Well,
4: thank you, uh-huh. and thank you for being at the forefront of, of, of helping me, let
0: people know, and you know, and you, you have such a great reach, and I respected you forever, honey. Oh. And, um, and, um, this is, thank you so much, but this is about you because it's people like you who've done what you've done for so long and done it so well at such a high caliber that inspire artists like me to keep doing what we do and to always make it count. That's what I always say. It's like, I don't want to ever you know, perform or do something where that performance doesn't count. No matter what it counts for, how small it may be, it has to count. And you've done that. Every time you put something out, it counts. It counts. You know, the, the release you put out at the beginning of the year that helped us feel better about our unknown situation and our new of administration, that counts. You know what I mean? It wasn't about whether it sold a hundred million copies or whatever. It was about this needs to get out. We need to feel this. We need to hear it. And that's what, you know, you do for all of us artists out there.
3: Well, well, thank you. Thank-
4: uh, now, <laughs> the,
0: the, the actual package that you were talking about is putting together. Now, when is that actually going to be available for people?
4: Well, I'm probably not going to do it till March. Okay. Um,
0: and I really wanted to put it in hands of people that are just music enthusiasts, mm-hmm.
4: without even give, so that I, Well, my, the plan is to give it, you know, to people like you and people that work at record companies and other DJs, and to let them just know this man. This is where I'm at. But there's a whole book to write on all those all of those vocal experiences. Experience, you know, vocal sessions and writing sessions and and all that and and uh, and both Roosevelt for this new song that's going to come out. I mean, I love the "Lick Me Up" song and hope I really hope it does well. And I want it just to and and I don't get to write songs. That, I wrote that song by myself, you know. But it, it, you know, I do get nasty too. So <laughs> I mean, I just so writing
0: a song like "Lick Me Up," just you know, like let me go. I, I didn't
4: go to the dark side. I just to be a little nasty. Yeah. <laughs>
0: But thanks, Tony, so much for for opening up with me. And uh, as always, I love talking to you. I love talking to you about music and your music specifically. Um, It's always a joy. Always a joy. Uh, Thank you, sweetheart. Well, y'all, that brings us to the end of our show. And I want to thank both of my great guests, uh, Lonnie Anderson. Love her. Thank you so much. And also Tony Moran, thank you both for being on the show. And I want to say I can't wait to be back here with you all out there next week. Until then, bye bye.